Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all your sports information. From live in-game betting, props, and features, head on to BetOnline today. Use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus to your first for your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Welcome back. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed. Today, I have a special guest, somebody I just recently met, who uh, I was really intrigued by because I was like, man, she a former baller. Now she a college D1 coach. I'm like respecting her, y'all. She played overseas. She has a great journey that I want everybody to listen to. She is a great person, even though she Hollywood me for like the last like two months, but she's still a great person. <laughs> Once you introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> I was not Hollywood you. I was doing official visits. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I'm just pulling your chain. I'm just pulling your chain. She she good people, you know what I'm saying? April, she, you know, I call it just call her coach April. She she good people, everybody. Um, well, let's just get right into it, April. How did your uh basketball journey start? Wow, I'm a YMCA kid. So started at five on the side of courts while my brothers played at the YMCA. Um, back then, there wasn't the little Sparks program. So it was, you know, playing with the boys growing up for a little bit before the YMCA got that that female branch. But just kind of grew up there, started playing club ball, uh, came up through Cal Sparks. Um, well, came up through OJDL and Cal Sparks, played with both programs, went to high school at Narbonne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Years transferred to Long Beach Poly, finished there. Uh, graduated from Long Beach Poly. Uh, went to Georgia Tech out of out of high school. Um, finished my college career at Xavier University, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, won three ATN championships there. Um, one Sweet Sixteen, one Elite Eight. Mm. Went overseas. 
played in Israel, Belgium, Finland, spent a little bit of time in, in New York Liberty training camp and, and full circles, the basketball world is small. So Ann Donovan, who was actually the coach for the New York Liberty, who had invited me to training camp at that point was at Seton Hall as the head coach um, and, and kind of just coincided to where I was a little bit over being overseas and kind of ready to get my coaching career going. And she had an opportunity on her staff and she, she always told me that she thought I'd be a good coach. And so I started out um, on her staff as a coordinator of basketball operations. Um, did that for a year. She knew that she was going to be retiring soon from college ball and actually went back to the WNBA after that. And so I went over to University of New Haven as an assistant under Ty Grace. Um, then had a stint at Georgia Tech under Michelle Joseph, Loyola Marymount, um, Charity Elliott. University of Arizona under Adia Barnes, Cal Berkeley under uh, Lindsey Gottlieb slash Sharman Smith, and most recently Texas with Vic Schaefer. And so now I'm here, uh, obviously at San Jose State as the head coach, and just excited to get to work and 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 really humbled by the opportunity, honestly, to to have my first head coaching job in my home state after I've been all around the country. So it's it's awesome. No, that's a deep breath, everybody. <laughs> if you see that, uh, that you know, everything that she's been through to get to where she's at. Um, growing up, you know, let's rewind a little bit. Uh, were you interested in playing any other sports besides basketball? So funny, yeah, I grew up, my mother was a, a track star growing up in high school. So she always ran, me and my brothers always ran track also. Um, my brothers were more sprinters than I ever was. And <laughs> at some point I started to gravitate towards field events. And okay. um, so I actually did dual sport all the way up and through college. So I actually have the, the record for shot put at Long Beach Poly, I'm at Georgia Tech and at Xavier. Um, so I always did both going through college. I would just go out for track when the basketball season was over. Wow. See, that is a, a crazy story in itself. The fact that you have the the world record in, you know, say not the world record, but like the college record at yeah. two colleges, you know, that's insane. And you're not even a, a full-time person. Yeah. That means that means she's strong, folks. Don't mess with her. Hey, Jack did my shot every time I came back to basketball. <laughs> it was, it was, I was never that good of a shooter because I was clank clanking. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you was hitting like boom, like hard and stuff because you was throwing the shot put things so hard, you know what I'm saying? Did you grow up uh, playing AAU or, after, you know, during your teen years or, you know, before you went to high school? Yeah, back in the day, like everybody in SoCal, I'm sure knows about OGDL. OGDL was like a massive program when I was growing up. A lot of really good players came through there, um, even like Lisa Leslie, uh, Ebony Hoffman. I mean, a, a lot of really good players, though. James Anderson um, and his father actually ran that program. And uh, so grew up playing with OGL from, I'm, I'm pretty sure, about fifth grade up to 10th grade. Um, and then that's, that's kind of how I ended up at Narbonne and then eventually moving over to Cal Sparks and uh, Long Beach Poly High School. Okay, okay. So obviously you went to a couple of high schools. What would, you, what would you say your most memorable moment in high school was? Oh gosh, I can't remember high school, Charlie. <laughs> Actually, you know, probably my most memorable moment is whenever I think back. The it's a nightmare. It's not a it's not a good moment. 
It is my senior year of high school. We were in the state playoffs. I think it was the game to go to state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact facts, but I think we were up by like 20 ball at the half. You know, we start, you know, everybody get to play all this, that. Team came back. Long story short, they hit a half-court buzzer beater um, and to win the game, and that's how my high school career ended. Oh, wow. Oh, that hurts. It does. That hurts, you know. <laughs> But don't trip, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we lost, when I lost uh, my senior year, uh, we lost in the state playoffs, like kind of like that, like kind of, you know, close game, so. It hurts. No, no, yeah, you like, I didn't ball, ball out crying or nothing like that, but like, you know what I'm saying? It was one of those hurtful, like, man, like, damn, it's really over, high school really over kind of thing, you know? So, you being, you know, the player you was, did you get recruited uh, hard out of, out of high school to college? And how was your first year of, uh, of college? Yeah, no, I got recruited. I did, you know, same thing. It's funny. My mother actually kept all of my letters. Somewhere. All of my, my letters from college. Um, you know, the official visit thing. I want to say I only took three um in high school but you know it's a learning experience freshman year is always hard no matter where you go um how talented you are mm-hmm. who you're playing for freshman year is tough because it is it's just a new phase of life that you're experiencing something that you you haven't experienced yet and uh, I, I look back on my journey and as as much as it was filled with triumph like it's it's college like and you know, mm-hmm. Even the basketball, like I tell recruits, it ain't, it's not even, it's not the wins and losses that I remember. It's the time we went to the club. It's the time we (laughs) the people, honestly, it's the relationships that, um, that you remember the most. And it's simply whether, was I happy or not happy? It's what you remember. No, I believe you a hundred percent. I think, you know, when you go to college, it's obviously another level of of playing because everybody was, all something coming to college, you know, when I was at UCLA, it was the same thing. It was like, everybody was all American pretty much, you know, even our walk-ons was like all state, you know? So I think, um, you know, like with us, it's like a situation where, you know, like you get to this level, like, yeah, you dominate and then you basically become the punching bag. I was like, you know, NBA guys, I was going to get the NBA guy, Jerry Henderson every day in practice. So like if he got mad, he would just go off on me and just score every time if he wanted to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> give me buckets. I used to get frustrated at myself, like, ah, and my coach would be like, Travis, he's the best power forward in the country. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just getting, I'm like, dude, he, I can't stop him. He left hook, right hook, jumper, up and under, like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, so I get it. What would you say uh was the hardest thing about, you know, your first year from college? from from college to from high school? 100% would be fitness and um, and just the amount of work and busyness. Like it's it's literally just the, the structure of college in and of itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great, the study hall, the three hours of practice, the hours of weight, you know, it is the concentration on eating right. So like the entire this process of becoming a pro yeah. and, mm-hmm. and accountability that lies 
more more so within you right to to be in the right place do the right things eat the right things um don't forget this appointment don't forget that appointment and so it, it, it's just the way of life of college that i think it's just the overall adjustment and most difficulties because by the time you get used to it then you're rolling no no i think so i think uh you know a lot of colleges uh well college life is pretty much planned until like your junior year then you kind of have to figure it out on your own in, in a way you know I, they still playing but it's a little different first first two years oh you know seven o'clock to basically nine o'clock you know all day not yours. it is not yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah seven o'clock to nine o'clock at night is just this yeah. is what you're doing when you're a junior senior you kind of figure out okay this is what i got to do to pass the class this is this this is that so yeah i got you what would you say you're you i mean obviously you went to the tournament went to elite eight you know sweet 16 what would you say your greatest triumph was in, in college I think injury recovery is always tough, um, and I didn't I didn't have a massive ACL or anything massive, but uh, I had a degenerative knee um, issue. I'm pretty sure it's called like chondromalacia or some something, something like that, um, where where there's no cartilage, and so. Oh, you have a Kobe head, I think. Somebody did, huh? Yeah, I don't know. So I'm like. I had a meniscus surgery and then I find out well I'm bone on bone. And so like just the management of that throughout my college career and being able to continue to play at a high level um, while managing it and managing the the pain of it and the swelling of it and um, just ultimately pushing through and not being, you know, a lot of people would have said, oh, you should have been a medical registered or you should have done this, should have done that. And uh, mm -hmm. You know, my, my doctors in college didn't even think that I should go on to play pro once my college career was over, um, but I did. And so and just the just mm -hmm. of knowing that you can always do one more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, like I said, that is a triumph. Shoot. Um, I guess the opposite of that will be will be your greatest failure you feel like was a college. I don't, I don't, I don't think like that, Charles. I don't hey, know. Respect. Respect. I don't know that I have any any failures per se. I think um, I think you learn from it all. It all happens for a reason. I am who I am for a reason, and how how everything matriculated is exactly how it was supposed to. I got you. My biggest disappointment though was again lost at the buzzer <laughs> my four year of college. And my table started rising. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, see, we don't, I don't see them like that. She's big time, folks. As you can see, she got a, a rising table, like the bat cave or something. <laughs> well, I, obviously, you know, for me, I can get, I would say my biggest failure, if you want it for me, is just like when we lost to Detroit Mercy in the first round. You know, we were like a good team, you know, we was like a four seed, 413, one of those. We were the bracket buster. <laughs> if you want to say the bracket buster in the tournament my sophomore year. Um, what would you say your biggest lesson that you learned in, in, in college, you know, through your years? Just be good people. I think when I look back at it and the, the thing that I even talk to our players about is simply be a good human and do the right thing. 
And mm-hmm. I think that just comes back tenfold, like in ways that you wouldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. College is a time where you have fan support, uh, campus support. You have more people that will support you, will be invested in you than you probably ever will your entire life mm-hmm. while you're you're a student athlete in college. And so how do you best uh, mold and continue to grow and invest in those relationships um, in the same way that someone may be willing to invest in you at that moment? Because once you graduate, keep it a buck, Travis, you know it, like you're just out there. Yes, yes, yeah. Unless you've taken the time to really um, dive further into those relationships be below a surface level and in some type of depth and those connections soon fade off. Like, for example, when I graduated um, from Xavier, there were some folks that own some really big companies in the area that, that sponsored me starting a, a, a NCAA certified basketball league in Cincinnati. And it was called the Centos League. They were the owners of the Centos Corporation. And so there are just relationships and things that um, you can pick up the phone and your reputation and who you are will always follow you. And so just being a good person and doing the right thing. And not to say that you don't make mistakes and you don't grow and you don't do dumb things, but um, just simply at the core, just simply being a good person is like beyond powerful. I got you, which makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I think that uh, if, if one thing I regret in college, it was probably not networking as much as I should have, you know? Because then as an athlete, you you kind of stick with other athletes, you know? You kind of stick with them and like, you just stay in this little cocoon bubble. Um, if I'd have known then what I know now, I would have definitely been like, uh, I would have definitely been like, uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna go meet. No, like I knew students, but I would meet Anybody I could, to be honest, because you just never know who people turn out to be. You know, so I got you on that. Classmate, yeah, you never know. You never know. Like I said, one of my classmates when I was at UCLA turned out, and now he owns like 35, uh, 35, like 7-Elevens. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, out there, you know, you know about 7-Elevens. is like the most stores on, you know, for a chain in the West Coast. He owns like 35 of them. He's like a multi-millionaire. Um, he was sitting right next to class in me, like yeah. I used to copy off his notes, like yo, you know what I'm saying? What's this? Da, 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 you know, <laughs> so like you just never know. You know, I found out. Oh yeah, man, he owns about he owns like 35, 70. I was like, what? Wow, man. You know. Anyway, um, so you obviously have a great college career, right? Um. Do you, you get invited to the New York Liberty uh, camp? Do you think that you make the team uh, that, that time you went to camp? I didn't know what I was going there to do. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was excited to be in the building, okay? Of course. And, and obviously as a competitor, once you get there and you start competing and you're like, wait a minute, like, yo, like I belong here. And, um, yeah, you like you think you're gonna make the team. You try to make the team. I think I was the last player to get cut before they made a uh, final roster, so I was a smidgen away. But I'm telling you, that's why I say like it's so important to be a good person and simply just be who you are. Because again, it was Ann Donovan who was the head coach of that team that gave me my first my first uh, job in in the industry. 
Connections. She liked the way you, you know, you hoop. So she could be a coach. She got, you know, she could talk. It's good. Yeah. All right. So you, yeah, you don't make it in the NBA. How do you, how does your journey uh, lead you to overseas? You know, you get an agent, you sit at home and you wait for the phone call. That's the process, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. you get an agent, you sit at the crib. He's like, all right, I got this contract for you. Here's this much money. You want to go? Absolutely. I'm gone. You know? <laughs> you go. Yeah. yeah. Obligated than that. And, and uh, so, obviously, have the opportunity to do that. Israel is super dope. Like, a really cool place to be in and play. And that was that was where I got my first appointment. Um, and was able to have some really cool teammates and, and also just kind of network with some other pros in the area, which was really cool. And, um, and you know, your journey takes you to different places. You're, you're constantly, obviously, trying to get a bigger, better contract, right? Like, and, and teams are looking for different people to fit different roles. It's, it's such a, a statistical game at that level. And they're just, mm-hmm. you know, they put up 20 and 15 every game. And <laughs> what is it? Hey, loving basketball, Monica, shoot the ball or something, get a ball to Monica. Oh, hey, hey, hey. And can I tell you a funny story about that? I'm in Bogota, Colombia, right? Coach don't speak English. You know, they have like two players that speak it. One who's basically the translator for all the Americans, right? But at that time, I'm the only one American there. Like the other two Americans ain't there yet. So the coach does a pregame speech, talks for like 15 minutes. And so I'm like, you know, I got my headphones in because I ain't, you know, I don't know what he's saying. And he's all in Spanish, right? And I asked my teammate, like, what'd he say? He said, get the ball to you inside. He talked for 15 minutes. He was like, more or less. That was the gist of it all. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Just get the ball to you when you open inside. All right, well, all right. So, yeah, it was hilarious. That was, I was like, that, that love of basketball thing, made me crack up because that was like, I went through that. <laughs> I saw that. No question. All right. So you play in Israel and then the next next stop was Finland or Belgium? Uh, Finland and Belgium. Finland yeah. and Belgium. Okay. So, and you're, you know, obviously me and you talked obviously off camera. Uh, you said you, you did, the, you know, like you did Finland. I know Finland's cold as I don't know what. Even though Finland does have a lot of Americans, uh, how was your how was your year in Finland? How would you say that was? That's fine. I mean, I'm at that point. I'm just experiencing it all. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think it's better to look back and say I did it than to never have done it at all. And um, it was fine. We were eating rice and fish every day. <laughs> Finland is it Helsinki had the dopest mall. Yeah, Helsinki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love their sense of style and like I love like winter clothes and pea coats and stuff like that. Like, they they were on point with all that, and uh, yeah, it was fun. School had cool teammates, enjoyed it, but not. And then my last stop was Belgium, which yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly, I I was literally nocturnal, staying up all night to talk to my people in America, getting up at like two o'clock, going to practice for a couple hours, coming back home, doing it all again. And at some point you look up and you're just like, I I personally knew what it what I wanted to do and that I wanted to get into coaching. And so for me, mm-hmm. um, it, it was a mixture of things of like, okay, you're nocturnal, you're wasting time. 
your knees are getting worse. <laughs> and like, you know that you want to get into the coaching profession and mm-hmm. go ahead and get in because you have to start a lot for most people. You start from the bottom and you grind your way up. And so I was ready to kind of get that journey going. And it just so happened that Ann had an opening on her staff um, and, and talked me into coming on, coming on home and, and starting my coaching career. And I, and I never looked back. Well, I, I, I could definitely understand, like, you know, you already had like your second kind of like life already ready to go. And you knew at a, a, such an early age after three years that uh, that, you knew, like, OK, yeah, it's time for me to bounce and go on and go on to this next thing. Us, uh, some of us, like we just struggle, like, you know, like in all honesty, maybe I should have retired when I was after my seventh year, after my first surgery. But I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. All I know is this right now, you know? Um, so I eked out another three years, you know, kind of like, all right, I'm going to take this money, take this money, take this money, just to kind of like, you know, uh, keep keep the train rolling. Because I was like, I got to get the double digits. I got to play at least double digits overseas, you know? Um, but the fact that you knew way early and you retired, you know, knees intact and everything good. I don't know. I don't know about intact. <laughs> well you know anyway it was a blessing you know that you you kind of knew your next you know what you were doing next the only reason that I may have known what I wanted to do next is that I started while I was in college so I started coaching boys club ball my junior college I had a team every summer I would coach Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. after I graduated my senior I got into officiating Oh, I would officiate in the summer and I started going to different officiating camps and getting trained and mentored by the very officials that had done my games when I was in college. Um, I mean, like I did, because, you know, overseas is like you're there and then you come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like my my uh, my my degree is in I.T. So I actually started in project management. I had all kind of weird jobs like I've been a gay Delta. I've been a nighttime. Do you remember Kaplan Learning Center where you go to take them uh, study for like your standardized tests and stuff? Yeah, you worked there? Uh-huh. I've been a nighttime manager there. I've been, I did ballet. Um, I was the GM of Sports Plus, which is a, a six-court facility in Cincinnati, Ohio. They have a lot of club teams. Here. Like I, I was just out there doing stuff. Okay, okay going overseas coming back and then also in the summers while I was in college like I always worked in college every summer I had a job even pre-season before we started official practice I had an evening job like I just it, it was just in me to just do stuff and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I was just kind of figuring out what I like and didn't like and um and that's why Travis like it's so important to me every university that I go to it's important that we invest in a um, some sort of career connection program for that team and that program. Mm-hmm. There are so many that like we just hooping, and then you look up and the ball stops bouncing, and then it's like, what next? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, and so that to me was actually a really big pull in me coming to San Jose State because we're in Silicon Valley, where there is opportunity to network on the business front for these student athletes. No, that, that is a big thing that we definitely need. Uh, you know, I, I would say this, you being a college coach and obviously you actually doing it and playing the next level, 
Um, I wanted to get into the NIL thing for just a quick second um, for two things. You know, one, I wish, I wish that NIL was around when I was hooping. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can't lie about that. <laughs> you know, golly. Some of them. Uh, court case or whatever they had. What did they have? Where the NCA had to pay out? Um, uh, well, like you know, that started from UCLA to do Ed O'Bannon. No, I didn't know, but I do know that they took it back to like 2009, and I'm thinking, like, well, what what made them pick that year? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, trust me. Like you know, I'm like they should have went back to like '89. You know, then we both would have got paid. But nah, um, Ed O'Bannon started it because remember that. Uh, in the game, NCAA college basketball or whatever. And, you know, obviously that everybody in college, when I was in college, everybody played that game and everybody played with themselves, right? And so, like, when I was, he was on UCLA's all-time team or whatever, and he was, like, watching one of his friend's kids play the game. He was like, is that me? And he obviously he didn't get a dollar from it. That's when he took the NCAA court and won the Supreme Court, yada, yada. And kind of, it was a starting point of like how, uh, you know, like everything came to this point of NIL. Um, I love it, you know, because I feel like, look, we they treat us like professional athletes anyway, because we have, you know, like if we're not professional athletes or treated like that, why do we have four hour practices, you know, three hour practices? If that was the case, it was really about being a student, have an hour have an hour and a half. I'm not saying you do that and there's nothing wrong with it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. Like if, if you don't win, you get fired. This is a business, you know, in, in a lot of aspects, even though it's a amateurism sport. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's turning into more and more of one and uh... I think the more important quote unquote winning in itself is, and the more that the pressures on winning um, are there, then the more of a business it is. And uh, I, I think that there is a unique balance where you can do both though. Yes, yes. And so that's, that is the lane that I um, have always tried to live in for my career. And as a as a coach, and that's that's the line that I'll continue to live in. Is that like we can do both? No, <laughs> until you start getting like the number one players of the country. And now I'm just, <laughs> you know, then it becomes. No, I'm just going. But uh, no, nah, that you know that's really cool. I think you know I love coaches like yourself because the best uh, teacher is coach. And you know, this is me. Uh, I'm not saying for everybody, but like the best teachers to me is somebody who already done it, who already been to where I want to go kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you, you've been there, you've been to the mountaintop, you've been to, uh, paying down debt can be stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way, you'll just have one due date a month instead of many. And Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan officers that are personalized to you. 
so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Combo will even show you chances of approval, show you choice between loan officers, and you're likely to get approved, you're likely not to get approved, to apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. You know, playing, you know, in, in professionally basketball, you got paid, you've done years in the game. So for me, I can listen to you because it's like, okay, I, I didn't done it. You know, I didn't been there and done that. So like, for me, it's easier for me to be like, well, I mean, she don't know what you're talking about. She only finished the high school. And I'm not saying like coaches who don't know ball or whatever that didn't, you know, but I, I love the fact that you actually, you know, like, you know, played professional and, uh, you know, kept your, you know, the coaching line thing. I, I really, you know, I re respect it. I tried to coach my son. I was really on him too much, really on him too hard. And I was like, you know what? I need to back up because I'm becoming a psycho dad coach. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was terrible. I was terrible. I was on him. I was on him too much. I was on him too hard, you know? So whenever the kid is like, you know, every, after every game, he's sad or mad because he don't, he don't speak to you. Then I was like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I'm on him too hard. You know, like he didn't speak to me after every game because I'm yelling at him so much. No, it's um, it's definitely a fine line. I mean, obviously, there there's so many parents who coach their kids nowadays, and and they always talk about that fine line of still wanting to be their parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, I got a couple questions left for you. Then we'll be, you know, we can uh, shout you out for everything that you got to do. What was the best thing? Uh, you it was the best thing about being overseas to you like your opinion you know compared to you know in the states experiencing a different culture a culture that's different than your own and and living and understanding how a different culture lives that to me is priceless mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, like being in israel and being able to go float in the dead sea and walk through the tomb of jesus is like well i mean like my a mind-blowing experience and um for me it's just experiencing culture and differences um and whether that makes you come back home and appreciate more or whether that makes you come home and be like why do we do this here like it's <laughs> A little bit of both where it's just like huh, it was just so easy there and then you come home and it's complicated right yeah 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 if, um, if you if you had an opportunity this to, to tell the next you uh you know say you know the next april who has like the skill that you have uh what would be your advice to her when she's trying to go out into like that maybe that basketball world and continue it it's, it's don't hide yourself. Do not shrink yourself for nothing and nobody. Um, you are big enough to be in the room and, uh, and you're big enough to compete in whatever in whatever room that you're in. Um, I, sometimes you try to hide yourself um, and, and try to fit in. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, as 
because then like you trying to fit in when you're meant to stand out and don't don't try to fit in and don't hide yourself don't shrink yourself from nothing that makes sense i think i i don't know if i asked you particularly what do you think about the nio being a, obviously a, a former professional athlete I have mixed feelings about it. I think it's I think it's great for student athletes. Um, there's a piece of it to where I I hope and pray that student athletes continue to make decisions on where they go to college for the next four years of their life, based on the, a total package and not purely NIL. That's that's probably the only concern that I have with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the recruiting process for the student athlete of just like how to weed through that process and manage it and and it's just a really big decision it's where you grow it's it's the most important years of your life it's where you develop it's it's where you are no longer in your parents house and you're going to develop your 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 moral compass your idea of what's right wrong and and actually be able to put those things into action and the people that you're around during those years are, are really important and so I, I love it. I think student athletes absolutely should get their NIL deals. I think that I, I just I fear it becoming purely a money um, decision for young people when it should. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I just pray the kids have you know someone around them that's able to steer them in the right way. And some may may think that money is a life decision, and, and that might be the case for some. But <laughs> if it is. <laughs> Hey, when you come when you come from the dirt in the mud, you know what I'm saying? I look, you know, you coming from wherever, you know, I, you know, like I come from South Central. So like if a team offers me five hundred thousand, you know, NIL deal, I'm thinking about it, you know. No question. Just, yeah. nope. <laughs> and so for me, I think that I think the NCAA the right now is in a situation where like they're seeing how it goes first. Obviously. The bigger schools with the bigger money is going to be able to get these bigger deals. You know, I don't see any name and image likeness deals. I just see money being thrown out, you know. Uh, so I think eventually and probably in the next couple of years, the NCAA is going to kind of wheel it in to where it has to be something. And maybe you only, you know, you can't just unlimited source of just whatever. I think it's going to be kind of wheeled it into like, okay, each school has. If you can afford it, twenty million or fifteen million or whatever, you know, eventually, but not right now. Right now, it's like SC, Texas, and um, you know, you know, like these schools, Michigan. They can just all right, million dollar deal, you know, whatever. And like when you're seventeen years old, a million dollars is like a hundred million dollars because you ain't never really had it, so. Yeah, but it, I'm saying my money ain't the, ain't the end all be all. Agree, agree. No, I, look, I, I think it should be a decision for your life, not just for money. Yeah, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know? It's real good to me here as a grown person. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, hey, look, trust me. Uh, the the lot, as of right now, today, the lottery, Mega Million, is like $1.2 billion. <laughs> When I get up here, I'm going to buy a ticket. That's what I'm saying. I got my tickets, y'all. Y'all better get yours. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I feel about the deals. I think, you know, you know, I wanted to talk to you about it because obviously you're a college coach and you play 
professional sports. So like, you know, you know, both sides of the genre. So that's why I wanted to get into it. I just, that's my thoughts of it. So anyway, um, here is my last question for you. You know, at one point or another in our career or in our life, we always go through like low point. Um, you know, whether you're overseas or where you're in the States or whatever the case is. How did you get out of your low point? Did you get out of it yourself? Did you talk to God? Did you talk to your family? What did you do? Low points for me, um, I get all of them through through internalization of meditation. Uh, for me, it's writing. Uh, it is, it's just, it's, <clears throat> it's expression in the form of creativity. And so for me, that's writing. It's, uh, I started making t like COVID. I started a t-shirt company. I was making shirts and like just doing something with my time. And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that's what kind of creates um, a space and a time for me to get out of low points. That in conjunction with when you give to others, when you're low, you don't have time to feel um, that that soak or that moment that you're in because you're fixated on on helping somebody else. And I think those are the two things that have gotten me out of any low points that I've had, not only in the profession, but just in life in general. Yes, like I said, I think the meditation is great. I think, you know, whatever you do to get to that certain space is a great thing. And that's why I feel like more of us need to know more about um i love the fact also before we get off here i love the fact that you you know you're talking about having like something after sports while you're in college because i don't think that we think about that enough um mm -hmm. you know to be honest most athletes think they're immortal and they think that nothing's ever going to happen to them you know like when I, I i thought i was gonna play 20 years professional and retire when i'm like 40 you know mm -hmm. but God had different plans for me. So I definitely, you know, love the fact about that. But I want to say thank you, Coach April. I appreciate you. Please uh, give me your schedule so I can post it on my social media and let everybody know where they can follow you and, you know, see everything you're doing. Because, yo, she's big time. She be having all these nice videos on her, on her stories and her page, you know. Yeah. Thank you, Travis. I, I, I appreciate it. And, uh, Sorry it took us so long to connect. I'm telling you, we was we was hitting the street. Um, you can follow me Twitter or Instagram and or TikTok. Actually, Coach underscore A Feel. It's the same on all platforms. Coach underscore A P H I L. Um, and I follow back. <laughs> <laughs> anything else that you want to shout out about your team? About anything else, April? No, I mean, yes, come out to see San Jose State Women's Basketball. I, th I think we, we've got a new energy surrounding this program. And most importantly, I got some really amazing young humans on this team that I think the world deserves to meet. And so um, absolutely come meet them, come see a game and support and just stay, stick with us on the journey. No, definitely. I will be coming out supporting. I'll be having my, you know, my pom-poms. If she sends me a shirt, I'll wear it um you know just support you know what i'm saying like i want them to be uh, undefeated this year 30 and 0 <laughs> we'll see on okay okay anyway well thank you uh you know coach i appreciate it uh you can follow me at 
you know, and listening to this uh, podcast on the Believe Network, also on um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and also uh, iHeartRadio. And then this episode will also be on YouTube as well. So you get to see her beautiful face uh, talking to me as well as hearing her voice. Um, you can follow me at, at Travis W. Reed um, on Instagram and then Travis W. Reed on Facebook as well. I post all my social media uh, about my shows, about what's coming up, what I'm doing, you know, any sponsors, anything like that. Like I said, shout out to Believe Network, you know. Uh, we got some things going, like I said, and uh, the show will also be on YouTube as well. So we just we got some things in the lab. Um, also, if you are an avid reader of books, please follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, Travis Reads Book Club. You know, like I said, I'm avid reader, so I read a lot. So like other former athletes be like, yo, what do you read? Whatever, whatever. So I post about it every single month. I got, you know, a lot of books. I got, you know, like you can read and learn about what I read about. And also, uh, you know, what m motivational books as well as sports books and just life books about, you know, uh, right now I'm in the process of finishing out uh, the book Winning by Tim Grover, the guy who trained Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. So I finished Relentless, the book by him as well. So yeah, like I said, the book club is real good. Got real good books. Check it out. All right. Like I said, we'll see you next, next week on Athlete's Journey. Appreciate it. Peace. is the fastest, easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and features head on to bet online today use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code bleav50 to receive your 50 percent discount welcome bonus to your first for your first deposit bet online when the game starts thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.